everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Pillow Talk. I'm Travis. Hey, I'm Ashley. And I think we're going to talk about Batman at some point <laughs> during this episode. Well, I mean, like for all intents and purposes, our kind of biggest episode has been the Spider-Man edition of Pillow Talk, right? Yeah, I think so. So, I mean, seems appropriate to just kind of continue on that path, right? Yeah, it's got nothing to do with the new movie that just came out. <laughs> Which is, it won't be new by the time this airs, but it, it might it might have something to do with that. <laughs> and you might have gone to see it. I did go see it. Yes. So we're not gonna do spoilers, though, are we? Um, when you get around to that, I think that we will go into probably light spoilers. I don't think we'll like completely review it and go down all the details of it, especially since you haven't seen it. But I was gonna say there is no <laughs> we in this because I didn't go see it. Yeah. I hate your job. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but uh, no, I was going through like in preparation for those new movies, going back and revisiting. I like it's funny to go off on a tangent for just a minute. Like there, I felt like there was a lot of things I was prepping for this week as far as uh, what I've been watching. So before this, before I knew we were kind of gonna kind of talk about Batman, was before I knew I was going to be guest hosting on the Masturbators episode on star wars so let's enunciate that just a little better master baiters <laughs> mass debaters okay i wanted you to clarify there's no master <laughs> okay yeah it's just, just wanted to be clear mass mass debaters debaters <laughs> yes <laughs> so yeah they had me um guest star on there they were lovely enough to let me pick the topic and uh the topic i chose was the best uh Star Wars character. So I was going and doing my homework all week because my pick, of course, was Darth Vader. Like, that's, I don't feel like that's even a question, but so I went back and revisited all those movies. And oh, it was, it ended up like, it was, it was a lot of fun. And those guys are great. But at the same time, I was, it was kind of a humiliating experience a little bit because. Like, I was so damn nervous about doing this. Like, you have no idea how, like, nervous, like, to the point of wanting to puke, almost, because there's a reason me and you do podcasting, you know? We, we've we both talked about it, you know, like, should we just do a YouTube channel? And the more we discussed it, right, we were both, like, really uncomfortable with the idea of having our mugs on camera. Well, I think, I, I know I have a, a voice for radio. <laughs> But I also have a face for radio. <laughs> That's not true. So it works on both counts. <laughs> so when knowing that I was going to do this, you know, I had spent all these hours in preparation, right? Like I had my background set up with all of my horror merch and various Star Wars toys. Since the topic was Star Wars, I had all my Star Wars stuff in the background. And I had gone and I was like, I completely did my makeup and my hair and was like really trying to make sure I was okay. And then I had um, the laptop all set up perfectly and I was ready to go. So <laughs> DeAndre uh, over at Masturbators was like, are you ready? I'm like, yeah, I'm ready to do this. So I'm, I'm going and I'm getting all logged in and find out that my mic doesn't work. 
So I'm like, shit. And so I had linked up with them and they're sitting there like ready to meet and introduce and all that stuff. And I'm like, I have no audio. Like, I don't know what's going on. So they're like, okay. So there I am like scrambling because we're minutes away from going live. I'm scrambling trying to fix it. And I exit out of the, uh, the chat and I go back and I try to, to work on the mic again. Still nothing. So I'm like, fuck it. I don't have a choice. I'm going to have to use my phone in order to do this. Well, the problem with that was there was some, um, um, disconnect with the audio on there too. So I could barely hear anybody on the other side. And so I ended up, <laughs> this is where it gets so embarrassing because I couldn't hear them. I had to hold my phone so fucking far up to my face <laughs> that it was like, it's like that thing, like if you're taking a selfie or something and you're holding the phone far away enough that you look, you can do all the flattering angles. But then when somebody FaceTimes you at <laughs> So I think you've got I think you've got this mixed up. I I think you're giving giving it too much credit because I saw the thumbnail. Uh-huh. And so you've got like five four. Four normal looking like YouTube type setups. Uh-huh. And then in one corner it looks like Blair Witch. <laughs> yes. That's so, exactly what it was like. Yeah, it wasn't like no, we're doing a we're doing a video call. It was like you you need to wipe your nose. Oh come on, you my nose a, was clean. Yellow thing hanging out there. No, oh come on, <laughs> my nose was clean. But no, it was just that I had to but hold the cl- the phone so close to my face was, so I it could was hear. A very found footage looking. Yeah, and so I'm like completely humiliated by this. You know. You know the problem with it, right? Everything on this laptop is set up for podcasting. Uh-huh. So your audio didn't work and your microphone didn't work because you unplugged all the microphones. Well, it has. it's supposed to have a built-in mic. Yeah, but it doesn't default to that one because yeah. it's shit. We can't record a podcast <laughs> with that. Yeah. So, yeah, completely embarrassed. And, like, I wouldn't be surprised if they decided to not air that video. <laughs> oh, no, they totally should. However, I I did have lots of fun. Um, I did spend the week researching, you know, what my argument was going to be. And I think I did okay. So they'll have to get back to me on that. But well, I think it went well. Like the, there's, there's more to it than that. We had to do some research on Darth Vader because I think we found out that outside of the cinematic universe, we really didn't know anything about Darth right, Vader. Right, yeah. And, and when you have to make that argument, why is Darth Vader the best character? And we were both like, uh, red lightsaber. There you go. I had a little bit more than that um force choke here you go (laughs) no i had more than that james earl jones like i had i had a bevy of reasons why he was the best well the problem that i was having was arguing against the other characters that were picked yeah so that was where I was having to take notes and watch videos and all this stuff because, and, and we're going to get into this a little bit with Batman and that, and I've, I've said it on here a hundred times. I'm a lover of film. Like, that's my thing. That's my medium. If you start trying to go into, say, comic books or animated series or animated films, then you tend to lose me just a little bit. And so Star Wars was no different. Like, I grew up with those movies. I love those movies. I'm obsessed with them. I watch them all the time. The problem is that's the only medium that I know and maybe a couple of the Disney Plus shows. That's about it. Yeah. I um originally I think I was going to participate in this too. Uh-huh. Except my uh, my work schedule didn't permit it, but I mean it sounds like most of the good characters were taken. Like I probably would have had to thumb wrestle you or something for Darth Vader, but um I think my second choice would have been R2D2 and I would have taken you out. 
Like I might not have won, but R two D two is better than Darth Vader. I think I did win the episode. I don't. I don't know. I have to go back and look again. But I think I did win. Well, if they listen to this podcast, they can message you and ask <laughs> or let you know. Uh, yeah, won. I'm sure. <laughs> but, but or Jar Jar. Yeah. I'm surprised nobody picked Jar Jar. That would have been an interesting <laughs> argument to try to make. Like they, they, whoever picked him would have lost, but it would have been interesting to hear him try. Yeah, but it was just, like I said, a lot of fun. But ultimately, I think this experience told me I'm probably not going to make a YouTube channel anytime soon. <laughs> Well, we could do, we could. It would just have to be one of those YouTube channels where we never show our faces. Right. <laughs> you because you're self-conscious and me because, because I look like Silent Bob uh-huh. from Clerks. No, you don't. That's... <laughs> you do not. Yeah, I just need a backwards hat and a trench coat. <laughs> no. I'd, I'd look like Kevin Smith before he lost all that weight. So. Oh, you're being way too self-deprecating. Anyway. <laughs> But so yeah, this this was basically the same thing we talked about. Um, yeah, the Batman movie's coming out. I wanted to get myself, you know, in that mode. So I spent the week revisiting all of the movies, and I did I did go back because I did grow up with the animated series. So I, I I did watch that, and I went back and I was trying to watch that. And then of course, um, our son of course really really loves Batman, so he has been filling me in on other lore, and that made me kind of want to visit those animated films um in particular in particular um the killing joke yeah what did you think about that i've I've seen it yeah what did you think it was pretty good i mean i always like kevin conroy and mark hamill of course um thought they did really well i think i'm still the film girl so but it w- but it is cool to kind of expand my knowledge of the yeah. lore. Yeah, that's one thing that I would say that DC Comics does really well is their animated stuff. Mm-hmm. They they do a good job with that. Yeah, I was I was really surprised at how R rated it was. Yeah, yeah, th- it's R rated Batman. <laughs> it's more R rated than some of the movies. So right, exactly. But speaking of which, I got to sit through some of those movies. Some of them I've seen quite a lot because like the original Michael Keaton Batman that came out when I was like nine years old and I'm pretty sure we went and saw that one in theaters really yeah and it was I don't know he's, he might be my my favorite Batman and having not seen Robert Battenson <laughs> whatever they're calling him now uh, I don't know he's not in the running for me right now because I don't I haven't seen that movie but mm-hmm. you know Kevin Co- or not Kevin Costner shit that's <laughs> your fault we were talking about that earlier it's your fault <laughs> fuck Michael Keaton. <laughs> I've watched his, a lot of Kevin Costner recently too. So <laughs> yeah, but he—he's. I think he did a good Batman personally. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I think I. I don't know. Val Kilmer did a good job too, but Tombstone is probably one of my all-time favorite such movies. Such a good, good, and he's, good. Val movie. Kilmer's such a badass Doc Holliday. Yes. So and yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm giving him too much credit I, I in the next Batman. I think I don't Batman, have enough experience but, with Val Kilmer apart from Tombstone because I'm going to admit something that's probably going to earn me some hate, but I've never seen Top Gun. I've seen it, but it's a long time ago. And they're supposed to be releasing a new one, mm-hmm. right, this yeah. year, and he's supposed to be in it. Yeah. Like, so. I, I feel like when you bring up Top Gun, Val Kilmer, apart from Tom Cruise, of course, is synonymous with that movie. And I know it's one of my sister's favorite movies. I've just never seen it. I've never really had any desire to. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, back to the first Batman. I... I liked it, you know? I mean, I was a kid, so of course I liked it. Mm-hmm. But it's just it weird. So mine went kind of strange, and I think it's just because I'm old. So I got the two Tim Burton Batman movies first. 
mm-hmm. which are dark, not really geared towards kids. Mm-hmm. And then Forever and what's the other? Batman and Robin came mm-hmm. out, mm-hmm. which clearly marketed towards children. All they wanted to do was sell merch. Mm-hmm. But I was an adult when they, those came out, so I didn't. Really? Well, what time? Well, when well, was I a teenager. think I was 12 I was whenever Forever came out. Well, what yeah. year did it come out? I think one was in 95, so yeah. I would have been like 15. Yeah. And then the other one in 97, so I would have been 17. So mm-hmm. not an adult, but old enough that I wasn't buying action figures. So <laughs> right. it didn't, those didn't speak to me. So, you know, you would think that the the, the big colorful ones really would have done it, but I was just a little too old for that. Mm-hmm. What about you? Well, let's let's start there. Let's start in, because I think you said that you were, you're pretty familiar with the Adam West TV show. I'm, I'm not at all. So... Here's the thing about the Adam West TV show. It aired in the 60s, and that was still before me. I'm old. I'm not that old. (laughs) Um, But it was in syndication, and so I watched reruns. I watched like that and Gomer Pyle and F Troop and... uh, Hogan's Heroes, shit like that. I've never even heard of F Troop. It's, it's a western. Okay. I'll, well, then I'm, that I'm sure it's it. on. I'm sure it's on YouTube somewhere. But when you're when you have an antenna and you only get four channels or five channels, depending or on the weather. One channel in my case. Yeah. Then you watch whatever's on. Right. So and and when you're staying with people who those were the new cool shows when they were younger, mm-hmm. that's what they want to watch. So. Yeah. I mean, there's only one TV in the house, and it has a knob on the front to turn the channel. So you insisted that I at least watch <laughs> some footage yes. from that? Yes. Um, It's a trip. <laughs> a well, it was made in the 60s, so it's an acid trip. Well, it okay, so one of my favorite movies from the 60s is the Beatles movie Help. Also an acid trip. Yes. Literally, and probably. It, and it reminded me of that so much. Like, same... I felt like it was the same music, kind of the same, um, oh, what do you call that? Transitions? Like, uh, it just, it all had the same vibe. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was what they had at the time and it was cool, but I don't know. I still, it's not good. It's not a good TV show, but... (laughs) watching a little bit like i still kind of think i think it's funny it's fun yeah you know? I, I i can understand that but i'm just a big child so it's got bright colors and corny <laughs> no jokes and, i'm kidding so you know i still <laughs> thanks <laughs> i mean okay who who's the one that had all their star wars toys like in frame for a video who was the one that even had Star Wars toys yeah, exactly as so. an adult to put on a YouTube who bought video? me those okay well, you know, I buy toys for Isabel, too. <laughs> <laughs> the difference is she's a child. But anyway. So, yeah. Uh, but then- I thought, the, I think the Adam West was good. Actually, the one I was making you watch was where uh, Batman and the Green Hornet crossover. Yeah, uh-huh. So you got to see Robin fight Kato. I'd never actually seen uh, footage from that show either, ever in my life. I'd always known about it, but never actually watched any of it. So that was kind of cool to see, too. What can I say? Except you're welcome. See what I did there. I'm going to. I'm going to start trying to figure out a way to work in something that The Rock has said. Oh, please, every God, episode. no! Please, no! And I'm doing it for you. <laughs> no, please. Like, I'm, it's going to be sneaky. I'm just going to put it in there. Oh my God, that reminds me. When Aiden and I went to go watch the Batman, they had this commercial that was basically showing all the superhero movies that were going to come out for 2022. And unfortunately for me, Black Adam Black is Adam. one of those. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to go see that. But you can go take Aiden to see that. No, you you have to go see that one with me. (laughs) I'm going to be in line for The Flash because Michael Keaton is coming back for Batman. So, so excited. Yes. So he was in the, he was in the flashback, right? Um, Crap. The last, 
the last DC movie. You had Batman and Superman are best friends, and then you did Justice League, right? Uh-huh. But wasn't there a flashback scene with the Flash, and it was like Michael Keaton's Batman in it no. somewhere? Did I not, did no. I imagine that shit? Yeah, I think you did. Okay. <laughs> but no, I'm really excited about that because, um, and, and we're going to get into, you know, who are preferable choices for Batman, but um, though Keaton is not my favorite personally, I still, he's like probably number two. He's probably my second Well, let's favorite. not get to it. Let's just do it. Let's just do it. <laughs> I don't even know what that was. I don't know what you were doing there. <laughs> anyway. Um, so who's your favorite Batman? Let's just go. Well, just I go. thought we were going to talk about the eras of the films first. That well, we, I know, but we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. And we'll talk about that in a minute. At some point, we have to talk about it. We will. We will. So you were, you were talking about... Um, the Keaton era or Burton era kind of being the one that you grew up with. So that you said that would have put you at nine years old. Well, I, I don't know if it's the one I that I grew up with. I mean, obviously, I think I, I grew up probably more with the Adam West Batman just because it was the one that was on. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I mean, it was the first Batman movie I'd seen. It was the grittiest Batman movie, obviously, because mm-hmm. the Adam West Batman was a lot of things, gritty not being one of them. And then, of course, after Tim Burton came Joel Schumacher which also not gritty it's like they went cartoon batman kind of serious batman and then back to cartoon batman yeah i mean wouldn't you say yeah it was kind of a i don't know it was a weird change uh, transition yeah see i didn't in 89 when the first one came out i wasn't that wasn't really i mean i remember watching it and i mean batman is my favorite superhero of all time i dressed up when him uh, i dressed up like him when i was a kid so and i do remember watching it i just don't i think I was too young to go to the movies to see it or something because that would have only put me at six years old and (laughs) kind of some turmoil going on in the family at that moment. But yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we went and saw both of them. Mm -hmm. I think we went and saw the uh, Michael Keaton, the the first one, right? Mm -hmm. With Joker and then the next one with Catwoman and the Penguin. Yeah. I didn't go to the movies to see that one either, but I remember when it came out on cable and watching that and just being obsessed with it. So it it's in the running. Like it's probably in my top five Batman Returns is. Yeah. And I think uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, best Catwoman. Oh yeah. For fuck sure. Like I have seen so many things here recently of people saying that they don't like that one and I don't understand why. Well, I, I, I can see why they would have an issue with it because some of her some of her acting was a little over the top like she definitely goes out of her way to sell crazy but not her in particular i'm talking about batman returns itself people are saying oh "Oh, it's i don't really like that one it's not very good and i'm like what movie were you watching you're gonna stab him in the face with a soldering iron (laughs) but um I, I don't know. We were talking about it the other day because I was sitting down watching it and Isabel came in the room and she was like, oh, Tim Burton made this? And I remember you looked at her like, what? Like, how the fuck does she even know who that is? Yeah, I know. And I said, one, she's my child. Two, I think most girls, it's encoded in our DNA to like Tim Burton stuff. So... <laughs> Yeah, like probably. S- something about um, the aesthetic, I guess. I mean, maybe not all girls, you know, but but I don't want to say goth girls necessarily, but definitely it seems like any girls that like horror, it's just a natural thing that we also like Tim Burton. So because it's like it's like horror without really being horror, I guess. Does that make any sense? No. Okay. <laughs> because it's got almost all of this stuff. Yeah, have- I, I understand what you're saying. I was just giving you a hard time. Oh. <laughs> I think we need to re- rename our podcast. From dead and married to like weird tangents. 
because you just kind of wandered off the path there. Hey, that's what this show is, okay? Like, we're we're not trying to go, going, go in any, like, stuffy shirt format here. We're bullshitting. Like, that's okay. the whole point. So it's Besides, free for we're, all. St- we're still on the same subject, so it's so not like is, I completely This is a free-for-all, is that what you're saying? <laughs> okay, I want to pitch The Rock Oh, my God. Batman. Oh, you just stop. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, but I guess, I guess, yeah, from there, like you were saying, um get into Schumacher territory and it's a mixed bag for me I guess because I just want to say like my full-on Batman obsession came with Batman Forever that's like I feel like that one's more influential to me like it's more of the the I remember it more having more memories with that one so there's a lot more nostalgia with it like I'm not kidding that I was obsessed with that movie like (laughs) well I mean that kind of makes sense because you would have been what like 12. 13, 12 or 13? 12, yeah. And Chris O'Donnell was in it. I was in love with Chris O'Donnell, but, but I think it has more to do with Jim Carrey, if I'm being honest. So, yes, I had to look it up and see kind of where everybody was at, because let's, let's be honest, if you're, it's not a good movie. I don't mind watching it. Like, I've, there's parts of it that I think are funny, so it's, it's not, I'm not going to hate on the movie, but I'm not going to write the Academy and tell them it deserves an <laughs> Oscar either, because it clearly doesn't. But if you look at where each one of those actors and actresses was at that point in their career, like they were, they were all kind of at the top of their game. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, if we're talking about Batman Forever, right? Yes. Uh, Val Kilmer had done Tombstone. He'd done the the Doors. Was it Jim Morrison? Mm-hmm. Whatever. So I mean, he he had just done some stuff that was really popular. He was in Top Gun. Well, that was way before that. <laughs> well, I know, but I'm, what I'm saying is, is that he was sort of at the height of his career. Yeah. Um, of course, it was before he got sick. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, Chris O'Donnell had done some stuff, but he was kind of like the hot young guy, mm-hmm. I guess, at the time. He was the, I don't know, pick some guy. <laughs> Fuck, I don't know where I was going with that. He was the guy that little girls were attracted well, to I at don't, the time. I but, don't know that really all little girls, because in that era, I think that was more of the Leonardo DiCaprio and Jonathan Taylor Thomas stuff. But me, I, I was different. And there was this guy with leather jacket and an earring. And that's, of course, that's more what I yeah. tend to gravitate to. So, But uh, Jim Carrey had done what? He had just done The Mask. He'd done the first Ace Ventura movie. Dumb and Dumber. He'd done Dumb and Dumber. He was, he was everywhere at that point. Yeah. Tommy Lee Jones had just done... The Fugitive. The Fugitive. Mm-hmm. And of course, he, he was an actor before then anyway. Oh, yeah. He has been around yeah, yeah, a long yeah. time, so but I don't know. you bring it in just, somebody like Tommy Lee Jones and you expect that it's going to bring a certain gravitas to the role. Right. You know, you think you're getting, I mean, I don't know what accolades he's gotten, but you think, okay, this is like this Academy Award level type of actor coming into this. So right. it brings a certain amount of credibility. What What's crazy about it is that if, if you if you gave this to someone who'd never seen it, never heard of it before, and they looked at the actors involved and looked at their body of work up to that point, they would go into it thinking, this is going to be a great movie. There are right. some great actors mm-hmm. in this movie. They've done awesome stuff. This is going to be good. And that's, they would be so disappointed (laughs) so disappointed so because i think val kilmer was a good bruce wayne he wasn't a bad batman no he i Um, I happened to think he did a good great job chris o'donnell probably did the best he could with what he had yeah in terms of writing (laughs) i think that jim carrey's riddler was just i think it was ace ventura if ace ventura went evil right and i've heard from in a, in a couple of different places that Tommy Lee Jones just despised Jim Carrey. Mm-hmm. And so he, he showed everyone. So he did everyone, not enjoy his films and he wasn't going to put up with his buffoonery or yeah, some shit Yeah, so like what that. he did is he, he, he went in there and said, I'm going to one-up your buffoonery. 
you want a buffoon? I'll show you a buffoon. I don't know. I, and it was like an idiot competition between the two of them in that movie. Personally, I've wondered if they didn't go in there with the original series in mind and kind of tried to work off of that campiness that it was known for. I mean, that's just I, me. I kind of look at it as a, it's like a live action cartoon, you know, yeah. where everything's just sort of over the top. Because mm-hmm. that's kind of what they did. So watching it at 12 years old, this was the best movie I had ever seen to that point. Well, that's what I mean. Like it was, it was like, clearly designed and targeted at kids to sell merchandise. Yeah. But then of course, looking through it, you know, <laughs> midlife <laughs> lens, it's obviously like, it, it's nowhere at the at the level that Batman and Robin is of just utter shit, but no, but we can we can both still watch forever and have a good time. I mean, yeah. it's not it's not that. But bad. we still recognize that it's not a great movie. No, either. it's not a great movie. Um, it's a badass soundtrack though. <laughs> I still, it's still like when, like, I still have uh, the U2 song and the Seal song on my iPhone. Like, I still listen to that shit. I bought that album when it came out and listened to it all the time. Okay, I which, loved it. Which Seal song are we talking about? You know what Seal song I'm talking about. Is that from Batman Forever? Yes. I thought it was from one of the other ones. Yeah. No. So for me, the Batman music will always be the the original TV Batman theme. No, 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 no. Right? Uh-huh. And, uh, of course, the, the Tim Burton Batman theme. Mm-hmm. I just think that one's pretty badass. And then, uh, was it Party Man? The Prince? <laughs> that the Joker was? You're talking about getting off on a tangent. Now we're discussing the themes before we're hey, even you, done in the, with you the brought movies. Up, you brought up the music. <laughs> it was your fault. Yes, because I'm talking about that particular movie. But, yeah, I think those are it for me. Because the music in the rest of the movies, I just don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't I, automatically think about the movie when I hear it. I, I don't guess. necessarily care for all the Prince stuff in '89. No, 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 just that one. There, uh, no, I'm Party Man for me, and I don't even know what the fuck it's called. But it's a song that plays in the credits, and it's got like the Batman theme kind of interwoven into it. It's so good. I I was listening to it the other day, and I'm like, damn, I need to like listen to more of this stuff. So, and then uh, Batman Returns didn't really have a soundtrack per se. They have the, God, I cannot remember the band's name. They have this one really great song that plays during the Masquerade Ball. And I love that song so much, but I can't remember for the life of me what it's called. And then, yeah, like I said, Forever. I mean, that thing had, apart from U2 and Seal, it had like Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. It had The Offspring, uh, Flaming Lips, which... Bad Days is a fucking epic song. Um, but um, hell, even even the Batman and Robin soundtrack had a couple of great ones on there because they have the Smashing Pumpkins, the beginning is the end is the beginning. And of course, if you're a Smashing Pumpkins song, you know that song is wonderful. I didn't know that that, wonderful. that great song was in that yes. horrible movie. Yes. I always <laughs> thought that they had, trying to think, I really I think the only movie that I, up until just now, was aware that that song was in was the remix that was in Watchmen. Mm-hmm. That's the only one that I knew of. Where that yeah, no, I remember when Batman and Robin came out just being a because you know at that time I think by the time Bat- Batman and Robin came out I was 15 so I was you know really at the height of my music and grunge and all that stuff and so Smashing Pumpkins of course was yeah. everything so let's just talk about Batman and Robin Oof. so that well hear, hear me out so that one's <laughs> kind of the same thing if you gave that to someone who had never seen it never heard of it and just told them who was in it and they looked at their work up to that point except they would have seen that Chris O'Donnell was in Batman forever but 
you would think it's going to be a good movie. Mm-hmm. It's it's really not. It's oh man, oh my god, it's so it's awful. I mean, and the crazy thing is, is that I don't even think it's funny. You know what I mean? It's not like a movie that I get a laugh out of. <laughs> well, okay, which is weird because George Clooney has got pretty good comedic timing. I mean, I've seen him in stuff like Oh Brother Where Art Thou, where he actually right. mm-hmm. he is he can be a funny guy. Yeah, and if that was the intention of that movie, why didn't they just let him be funny? Instead, he's just sort of a background character. Batman's not funny. <laughs> I don't know. I think when Michael Keaton's like, we're not talking about Marvel here. You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. That was pretty funny. Yeah. The movie just okay. So so bad. If I typically take Batman and Robin out of rotation if I'm going to binge that series, just as a general rule. However, if I do watch it, it's purely for Arnold. That's it. And it's it and it's not even because I'm really entertained by him per se. It's just to riff on those one-liners, I guess. So that's the thing is that the one-liners that they gave him are just so <laughs> so terrible. They're so bad. Like they're worse than bad dad jokes. And do you get even one <laughs> in the whole movie from him? Like do you get even know. one? Because I don't think you do. Uh, like not know. one Arnold Chewbacca scream in the whole No, and I'm movie. I'm going to refrain from repeating any of the one-liners and that, but I can. <laughs> Please don't. Yeah. The movie's just bad. And like, uh, oh shit, Batgirl. What's her face? She had just made Clueless. Yeah, yeah. Which was hugely popular. This was probably at the height of her popularity too. Schumacher did the same thing. They took a bunch of actors that were really popular at the time, crammed them into this movie and gave them a shit script. I don't blame Schumacher for these two movies though. I feel like, especially with Batman Forever in particular, it sounds like he had an entirely different idea of what he wanted that film to be. Yeah, isn't there like a Schumacher cut supposed to be out there somewhere or some shit like that? a Schumacher cut of what he actually had because it sounded like he was going to more explain uh, what was going on inside Bruce's head. You know, it was, it might've been a little bit more of a cerebral film than what we got. About forever, right? Yes. Yeah. I was talking about uh, Batman and Robin. Well, he did both of those movies, Yeah. but ultimately at the end of the day, as we so often adore, the studios were like, fuck you. This is the movie we want to make. We can either do it with you or we can do it without you. Yeah. I wonder how much studio involvement there was there because- A lot. It's, Yeah. Like I said, the, both both of those movies were designed for uh, uh, add-on sales after the fact. So Yeah, because Joel Schumacher has made some really great movies apart from that. Has so. he made any movies since then? Yes, he did. And actually, kind of, I would say an underrated film that he did was, fuck, what was it called? It was uh, Henry Cavill and fuck. Well, I think that's kind of my point. Dominic Purcell, it was in, um, oh, what was it? It was where the, they had the, Michael Fassbender was like a Nazi and he, and he came and stayed with this German family and he was like a necromancer or some shit. I can't remember what the fucking name of that movie uh, is. Is it, I'm, I want to say Wolf, Wolf Creek, but that's not it. No, Wolf. Yeah, it's some, Wolf something. It's not Wolf is Creek, it? but it's. Because Wolf Creek's a different thing. Yeah. I think that's the killer Aussie guy. But yeah. I know yeah. what you're talking about though. Blood Creek. That's Blood it. Blood Creek. Yes. Right. That movie's actually really good. It is pretty good. That's so, a Schumacher? Yeah. But, okay. So, to kind of steer sort of back in, um, that was kind of my point. Is it like, I guess Schumacher had done some good stuff up till then and, and mm-hmm. was thought of as being a good director. And he did these two Batman movies. And then he, I don't want to say he disappeared, but I think his 
fame diminished a little bit. Yeah. He was he was maybe less in demand after. Yeah. Chris but, O'Donnell just fucking disappeared. Pretty much. I mean, I think he did some NCIS or whatever. But, yeah. 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 I mean, I'm not saying he didn't work. I just think that it might have killed his career a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And I think same with Felicia Silverstone. Like, yeah. I don't think she really did much after um, that either. Well, did she do Blast from the Past before this or after this? I don't recall. I, I want to think that movie came out around the same time, yeah. like late 90s. But, I mean, she's done work since then. I just think that this may have stunted her career. Yeah. Some. Yeah. Uh, really, the only one that it didn't was Uma Thurman because she went on, which mm-hmm. they got her because she had seriously just come off of Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Before they did this movie. And um, then, of course, George Clooney, you know, has become what we on, know him as. Yeah. Luckily uh, for him. <laughs> but Uma Thurman went on to do the the Tarantino stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, more, more Tarantino, Tarantino stuff. Because yeah. both Kill Bills came after this. And, the thing is, is I'm not really a big George Clooney fan. Like you mentioned, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? And I really, really like that movie. But the only thing that I've ever really seen him in that I liked was as Seth Gecko in From Dust Till Dawn. That's really the only yeah, role that I ever yeah. thought he was just a complete badass in. I, I will admit that I have not watched a lot of George Clooney movies. Yeah. but Well, because a lot of, and I mean, this is no offense I, to him because he's a great actor, but I feel like he just went into that territory of Oscar bait movies. And, yeah. Yeah. The, on, the only movies that I've really watched with him in it were ones where he was he was going to be funny. You know, if it was one where he was going to be a funny guy, then I was I was in. But if it was one of those, I'm going to get a motherfucking scholarship. I'm not <laughs> I'm not interested in watching that. There was one where he was like a con man in the Middle East or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it Three Kings? I don't think he was a con man. I think he was a soldier. Was he? Yeah. Oh uh, well, he was he was either way. Maybe he was both, but. <laughs> And it was pretty good, but it was, again, it was funny. I don't, I'm not a fan of Oscar bait movies. I think I've decided. Uh, yeah, I'm not really either. Because usually it's a lot of, I guess, high drama or whatever. Like they're trying to draw out a, a really emotional performance. And unless it's a really emotional performance that I can laugh at, I don't care. I mean, there are, there are some movies that are really good and deserve what they get. Like I have seen some that are legitimately, like legitimately good, but it's just not typically the case for me. So. Yeah, not, no, no, just. <laughs> not i don't know i don't i don't i don't do it but um, batman and robin effectively killed the comic book genre for a little bit too they killed batman like, like we didn't get another before batman bane movie for, even had a chance to yeah we we got didn't get another batman movie for 10 years i think well we just got what the animated series and stuff you got cartoons after they screwed up the last live action well, I with, think the ba- the animated Robin. series was way early, like in the time of Batman Returns. That was way early 90s. Yeah, but they had like uh, Batman the Bold and the Brave and Batman... I think that was later. ...Beyond and shit Yeah, like but that. I know... Yeah, there were... There were there were other cartoons that came out, but mm-hmm. yeah, there was not another movie until Batman Begins. Yeah. So, and which I guess we can move into that territory. I'm because we've watched all three of those recently. Yeah, and I'm just gonna tell you, I know that this topic is very divisive among fans. This this trilogy is the end all be all for Batman for me. Like we, <laughs> so I'm just gonna go ahead and get this out of the way. I came out of the Batman, and I was like, eh. <laughs> like it wasn't. It wasn't the Nolan trilogy for me. And Aiden was like, Mom, you cannot judge every single Batman movie against the Nolan trilogy. I'm like, uh, you're fucking right. I can't. <laughs> you're like, I totally can. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, I think he's incorrect. I think it's perfectly okay to judge other things unfairly against stuff <laughs> that came before and is clearly superior. <laughs> so you, you're in agreement then? 
About what? The Nolan trilogy being the best of this these iterations. I didn't say that. Oh, okay. I will judge I it. Do. I will judge it unfairly <laughs> against Michael Keaton's Batman. <laughs> but uh, no, I I they're better than I thought they were. I think because you had me sit through all of them again, and Batman Begins was pretty good. It's I liked, really fucking good. I liked good. the origin story there. That was good. I, I don't I don't necessarily care for the fact that they put Ra's al Ghul and Scarecrow in at the same time. I think both of those could have been standalone villains. But the idea of having like Scarecrow kind of working for Ra's al Ghul. Oh, spoilers! Fuck if you haven't seen it. I, I think it's been long <laughs> enough. <laughs> I think both of those could have been standalone villains without having to do like the tag team shit. I don't really know. Well, because I liked uh, Liam Neeson. I think he did a good job as Ra's al Ghul. Mm -hmm. And I think the guy from 28 Days Later made a good scarecrow. Killian Murphy. Yeah, whatever. So (laughs) he did. (laughs) I think he made a good, he made a good villain. He's Uh just a good villain. Yes. That actor's just a good. Yeah. He's, he's a great actor in general. Uh, He's a good villain. I don't know if he's a great actor, but he's, he's a great villain. So, (laughs) and I think I could have gone either way on those, like one or the other. I don't feel, it feels like both of them at the same time was too much. I don't know that they would have had enough material between the two of them to uh, dedicate an entire movie to them. Oh, maybe not. But the next one, I think my favorite is uh, whatever the second one is with the joker you're killing me here i, I don't you remember. are fucking killing me here so there's the one with ra's al ghul and the scarecrow there's the one with the joker and then there's the one with bane do you guys see what i have to put up with here <laughs> as a film lover like this is absolutely just like daggers to my heart so so uh, typically i thought i was training him well typically every movie conversation when i'm talking about it it sounds like an episode of friends she's like you're talking about this one no no i'm talking about the one where <laughs> Oh, see, those titles he knows. <laughs> no, I just know how they name them. But like, if you... It's, like, it's really sad. If you ask me to name a Friends episode, I'd be like, I don't know. Jo- that You know, the one where what's-his-face is, but that's not necessarily the name of the show. So, as our... So, the one with the Joker in it, to get back on topic. <laughs> Go ahead. So, as our fearless leaders have, have heard throughout the series, I've said multiple times that for a film to really become something that's meaningful to me and, and make it worthy of being my unicorn movie, it has to elicit an emotional response for me. And I think ultimately that's why the nolan trilogy is my favorite do you think that the joker was the best villain in those three movies yes do you think that the one in the middle with the joker in it was the best that one's called the dark knight right so the one with the joker in it was it the best of the three movies i used to think so um if i if i was if i was like i i really thought about this a lot especially in the last few days um after seeing this new film for the longest time i was thinking that the dark knight was my favorite of that trilogy so who who lied to you and changed your mind nobody lied to me but the more i sit and marinate on it the way i'm i'm gauging purely off of the emotional response i had and i want to say that ultimately for me i feel like i got more of that out of batman begins Really? Really. Like, I'm, I can't explain it. I mean, I will try to explain it, but I remember because you had told me, you were like, well, I just don't know that I'm really familiar with this trilogy as much as I think I am. Right. And so, of course, that made me all excited getting to sit and show them to you. And I remember going throughout Batman Begins going, oh, and this, oh, and this, oh, and this. And like, I love this scene and I love this scene. And, and 
then there were a couple parts where I actually literally got choked up in that film. That's so weird because that isn't that really no no because the last one kind of I was gonna say dumb almost has a happy ending sort of mm-hmm. I mean not like back alley massage parlor happy <laughs> ending but you know I mean obviously it's not as good as the the last movie in the trilogy but I don't know. <laughs> whatever the last one is rises yeah but uh huh that's interesting that you changed your mind i did see i i think that it's the second one based solely on heath ledger's performance Uh uh-huh hear me out Okay. My main, I think Christian Bale did a good job as an actor in in all three movies. His whatever weird shit he was doing with his voice got worse in every movie. Mm-hmm. He he lost weight after the first movie. Like mm-hmm. he wasn't as buff. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even going to pretend to understand how hard it would be to keep up that. But Chris Hemsworth does it, so I think he could do it. Well, because he's like super method. Because he came right off the mechanic before the first one, right? Yeah. Where he was like 80 pounds soaking wet. Yeah. And then that's got to be unhealthy. Oh, yeah. Like, I it's, can't it's easier for me to just stay fat, like maintain a consistent weight instead of him. Like he lost 100 pounds and then put 150 pounds of muscle back on or whatever it was. I don't know. But mm-hmm. yeah, I just I feel like uh, Heath Ledger's performance. And for the record, if he's done anything that should make him canceled... I don't know about it, so he. I can still like him. <laughs> no, he. I just know how people. Still fine. I just know how people are right now, no. and they're gonna be like, "Oh, did you hear about the one thing that he did?" And like, I fuck, I don't know. No, <laughs> I'm no, not a no. cool kid. I don't keep up with that shit. I just think he's a good actor. But yeah, I think he did a fantastic job in that, and that's what made the movie for me. Really, um, I, I was under the impression you thought he was overrated. Not in that movie. Okay. Ten things I hate about you. Yeah, he's overrated. no. I I but thought I movie, specifically remembered you saying, "Okay, but if you take Heath Ledger out of that movie." would it be as good no it wouldn't be as good that's the answer it wouldn't be as good i don't know who else you would have put in that role he just he pulled off crazy so well like he he's a better joker than jack nicholson i think I, he was less oh without question he, i'm i'm sorry to whoever that offends but yeah. well jack nicholson did a very good like uh like comic book cartoon type joker sort of okay don't get me Heath wrong ledger pulled off the crazy a joker, good joker ruthless a good joker to me is yes crazy obviously but they also invoke just a little bit of scary in there and jack nicholson still had his moments where he was genuinely creepy oh no i'm not i'm not saying that he wasn't still scary yeah i'm just saying that they were maybe two different facets of the same character mm-hmm. nicholson being a little bit funnier mm-hmm. intentionally funny that is don't remember um, another man's rhubarb <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was intentionally funny, yeah, but still had some moments where he could be scary. Heath Ledger was unintentionally funny. I mean, it may have been written to be, give you kind of a, a dark chuckle or mm-hmm. whatever, but in the movie, he wasn't trying to necessarily be funny. Does that make sense? Yeah. And he was scary. And he was just like balls out scary yeah and, and nuts he was just crazy yeah like there's there was a couple of scenes in there um oh like where he killed the imposter batman where he was legitimately terrifying and there's something to be said about somebody who doesn't have a motive at all there's no i'm just trying to take over the city or i want a vast sum of money he like that whole Would thing you of pure... that he just wants to watch the world burn <laughs> That his idea of just pure anarchy and chaos to me is the most terrifying thing of all. Like yeah. there's just something about that. Yeah, he he just wants to fuck shit up. Yeah, Man, I think that's pretty cool. But yeah, I think he made the movie. Honestly, mm-hmm. uh, I feel like Tom Hardy's portrayal of Bane. I think Bane wasn't a bad character. I think whatever mouthful of marbles bullshit they had him do. <laughs> His Sean Connery much. voice. Yeah, his fake Sean Connery. Which, And I like Tom Hardy. I love Tom Hardy. Um, and I know that a lot of people, that was it Warrior? 
I think that's like one of the ones that he's done that, that people reference. And there's one with him and Chris Pine in it. And oh, the dude's done some movies, but like if you're going to ask me like which one, I know Venom, but a lot of people don't like the Venom movies. But if you're going to ask me, like, hey man, which which uh, Tom Hardy movie should I go watch? I'm going to say Bronson. Bronson? Yeah. <laughs> Bronson's a fucking cool movie. If you movie. haven't seen Bronson, <laughs> yeah. you've got to go watch it. Well, you can't go watch it. You're going to have to get it on Vudu or something. Yeah. But. And then another Nolan movie. It's I really enjoy him. badass. In, I really enjoy him in Inception also. Yeah. But Tom Hardy kind of went on to do some of those, like we were talking about, bigger, more important films. And honestly, I haven't really stayed yeah. with those so, so much. just skip those and go watch Bronson instead. <laughs> Because he, he's supposed to, well, the name is Bronson. The the character he plays, his name's Bronson. And he was supposed, it's supposed to be sort of a true story about the most violent prisoner in England or something mm-hmm. like that. Like all he did was fight people all the time in prison, out of prison. Didn't matter. He's been locked up most of his life. I don't know if the dude's still, like the real guy that it was based on is still alive. I don't know. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Really good movie. Mm-hmm. And it's hilarious. But if you've got a really weird sense of humor, it's hilarious. <laughs> but um, the thing that I appreciated about Batman Begins too, in particular, was everybody knows Batman's origin story. Like it's been done to death. But I appreciated that we got a more we got more insight into his training and why certain things became the way that they were. I I felt like that was a window we hadn't quite gotten to look into yet. So I really enjoyed that facet of his story, just getting to see. And I also liked that he felt like he was a more competent Bruce Wayne. Like he, all the gadgets being made and everything weren't relegated to Alfred. Like it, he was in there making all this shit himself. I mean, yes, he had help from Alfred and Lucius Fox, but I mean, I just thought it was really impressive that he was just kind of doing this makeshift stuff and seeing what worked. And well, I mean, to be fair, he wasn't necessarily doing all of it himself. I know he just named Lucius, but I never, it, to me, it never made sense that Alfred was like his weapons smith or whatever mm-hmm. he's a fucking butler he doesn't know how to make body armor well, I, don't... I think that there's probably some kind of lore that i'm not hip to because they it's been alluded to a couple of times that alfred did some shit in his life before he was the butler well yeah i mean in 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 uh ah, you know one of those three movies <laughs> he talks about right the guy that just wanted to watch the world burn and clearly he was somewhere doing something well, before even, he was a butler yeah but even in the, this new movie the batman he talks about that a little bit too. popping the hood on the batmobile and working on it either so i mean i'm sure he had a life before then but yeah i never did really buy that so i, li- I did like it that they brought in more characters like as a support structure for batman mm-hmm. i can think lucius fox was a good addition it made more sense to have someone who specializes in technology to help right. do that because the billionaire playboy he ain't gonna do that shit not typically but that's what i did appreciate about this one is that he did you know where we've just had this rich guy who you know who's used his wealth as a means to do what he needs to do whereas i appreciated with with bale's batman is that he went and he lived amongst the poor and got to see what the other side of life was like and that was like what was it seven eight years that he was gone living like that so yeah he was gone a long time so i appreciated that they did that with him too yeah i wouldn't say that it necessarily makes it more believable because it's not but it's a much better uh telling much better explanation then uh, his parents got shot so he went crazy and he's fighting crime you know what i mean because mm-hmm. in a lot of the other batman iterations that's pretty much it i mean there may be comic book shit that i just don't know about that shows him going and doing whatever but i mean like keaton's batman that was pretty much it my parents got shot so i got a bat suit now punch people <laughs> 
right? Yeah. I mean, that was pretty much the extent of the explanation. So I do, I do like the extra backstory. So let's talk about your least favorite character out of all three movies. Least favorite character? Yep. Of which series? No, the Nolan series. I don't know that I have one. Do you want me to talk about mine? Sure. Anne Hathaway. Oh, God. <laughs> Catwoman. So, you know, I would, I would like to think that hopefully some executive with DC is listening to our podcast. Yeah, it's not happening. that's doubtful. And if they were, I would tell them, you don't have to fucking put Catwoman in every Batman movie. Yes, absolutely. I will go on record. Never, ever, ever make another standalone Catwoman movie. <laughs> don't do it. Don't. But Catwoman does not belong in every generation of Batman. Yeah. She just doesn't. And I understand that Zoe Kravitz is in the new one, right? Yeah. And she may do a fantastic job. But if you count Halle Berry, I don't want to count Halle Berry, then that's what, four different Catwomen? Again, mild spoilers for the Batman. So if you haven't seen it, plug your ears, skip ahead a few minutes. That was actually one of the few problems that I had with the Batman is, look, I will sit for a three-hour runtime all the time. It doesn't matter. I don't have a problem. As long as I feel like that runtime is merited. Her side plot, what she was doing, and she was after a missing friend. I didn't care. And I feel shitty for saying that, but I just didn't care. I was like, I I didn't feel like we got as much Riddler in that movie as I would have liked to have had because Paul Dano was fucking nuts and he was scary. There was like this whole like Zodiac, like- Hey, 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 don't give away too much. Um, John Doe from Seven thing happening with that character and like his his introduction in that film I looked over at Aiden and I was like holy shit like this guy's fucking scary but yeah I, 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 I've heard this said with other reviewers before like we don't always have to have Catwoman we don't always have to have the Joker and I am in complete agreeance with that yeah I had to look it up because I wasn't, I don't know, Batman was never like my favorite superhero, a mm-hmm. more of a Marvel guy. Mm-hmm. But uh, I just, there's more, there were more villains than what they've given us in the uh, in the cinematic universe. And I'm not saying necessarily all of them would be good because some of them were hokey. <laughs> Clearly, a lot of his villains were thought of in the 60s. And so they're kind of cheesy. But mm-hmm. I mean, there's other routes that they could go. Red Hood would be a perfectly viable villain now. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I feel like they could pull it off. They could get Jensen Ackles to be Red Hood since he's already voiced that character in one of the animated movies. That would work. Mm-hmm. That's my idea. You can't steal it. Um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just, I don't feel like they need to put Catwoman in every one of them. Not every movie necessarily, but every generation of Batman, I guess you'd say. Mm-hmm. They don't have to have the Joker every time. They don't have to have the Riddler every time. They don't have to have Penguin every time. I think we're on the same page there. Yeah. So I don't branch out a little bit. Yeah. Shit, you know, try a different flavor. You might like it. <laughs> I'm just saying. But for the people who are thinking about going and watching the Batman, so Paul Dano's Riddler is legitimately scary. Yes, at at least I think so. So he is not a Jim Carrey Riddler. He's not an old TV Riddler. He's a serious character. Yeah. The Penguin, that's Colin Farrell. Mm -hmm. Not a a comic-y, hokey character in this. No, no. And Colin Farrell did an amazing job. He was completely unrecognizable. campy about this movie, is there? No. So it is a legitimately dark movie for anybody that may have not seen it. Yes. So now I'm feeling like I missed out, but not really. <laughs> well, so here's the deal. You brought it up I before. You put you in a cold, dark room. And I'm going to fall asleep. Yes. I can't sit through three <laughs> hours of anything unless it's the Avengers taking down Thanos. Yeah. Like if there's just a lot of shit going on, you know, bright colors, flashy lights, then I'll stay awake. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm a child. Um, but 
if it's dark and quiet and not a lot of action going on, I'm going to have a nap. Yeah. So. But uh, going back to what you were talking about before, I, and I, I was telling Aiden about this on the way home. I'm like, I think I'm just spoiled on Catwoman. I, oh, I was just going to agree with you being spoiled. Very funny. Anyway, what about Catwoman? <laughs> I think I'm just spoiled because the version that we got with Michelle Pfeiffer, I feel like is the best done to date. See, I think she pulled off crazy really well, but I think she overacted a little bit. Okay. I mean, sure. I still think she's better than Halle Berry. I And I, I think she looks better in leather pants than Anne Hathaway. I think that there was a lot of plates that she was juggling with that role. And I think she pulled them off very well because not only was she crazy and she did pull off crazy extremely well but she was also a badass she has so many scenes where i was like yes yes like the first scene where she comes in and she takes down that guy in the alleyway and tells that girl you're always waiting for some batman to save you i'm like fuck yeah do your shit like i loved that about her and then she was also dealing with this internal struggle between her uh, the, the duality of her character which i thought was also great and then yes she was sexy as fuck in that part so agreed it's to me it's hard to top that i guess i in in my personal opinion i don't think she overacted but i i thought she brought everything to that role and for me there's i don't think that there's been a really great one since that no and i like i have maybe it's just some of the dialogue they gave her that i have an issue with but i agree that she was she's the best one we've gotten so far Mm -hmm. again i I have no no, i can't compare her to the new one because i didn't watch it but we're not going to talk about halle berry and And as far as anne hathaway goes it's not that i've only ever seen her in the cutesy good girl roles i've seen like there's a movie called havoc um where it's basically kind of like an updated version of the movie kids and she kind of she plays a kind of darker role in that film but i just didn't buy her as catwoman it seemed some of the ways that she delivered her lines or specific movements it seemed too stagey too like she was acting on a stage you know it was a lot of stuff was exaggerated yeah i think for me she was missing the the crazy component Mm -hmm. sort of of catwoman like the, the only the only reason she was catwoman is because she wore those ears and she stole shit. You know what I mean? And there really like, there wasn't was no, much of that either. And there was very, yeah, there was very little of it. It was more like she's a thief that knows karate. <laughs> she wasn't, you know what I mean? Like yeah. she she wasn't fully Catwoman to me, mm-hmm. I guess. Because there was no, and I'm not saying we needed another backstory in the middle of this, but there just wasn't an, any more story to her. She lived in, a, in a, an apartment with this other girl and she stole shit to make ends meet. Yeah. Like that was, they literally could have put anyone in that role. I'm not, and that's not a dig against Anne Hathaway necessarily. I mean, I'm not saying that she did a bad job, but I don't, I don't like how they incorporated that character, I guess, at all. Mm-hmm. I don't think he was written right. I don't think that uh, they were true enough to the original content. Maybe, maybe that was it. Mm-hmm. I think with Pfeiffer's, like you were saying, like the whole, she died and then she came back and she went kind of nuts and mm-hmm. she was dealing almost with a, a multiple personality thing going on. On. I think that was probably a whole lot closer to maybe the comic book Catwoman. I don't know. But. I don't know. And then there's just, there's, there's something about my own personality that makes me also kind of lean toward her. Like, I love the aesthetic of her apartment. Like, like this was, this was somebody that I could be like, I want to be her. Like, she's awesome. Now we're talking about Michelle Pfeiffer, right? Yes. Okay. Well, you didn't, you weren't specific. Sorry. <laughs> but. Like you want Anne Hathaway's apartment? No. <laughs> <laughs> No, she just, yeah, I don't, I don't know how to explain it exactly, but something else that I was thinking about, uh, that's been a, 
little, I, I don't want to say divisive, but I have heard a couple of re- reviewers complain about the character of Two-Face also. And I strongly, strongly disagree. Like, so much. I'm not familiar with a lot of Aaron Eckhart's work, but I have heard people say that he overacted, or they felt like he overacted in the role of Two-Face. And I don't agree at all. What do you think? How do you think he did? Are you asking my opinion? Yes, I'm asking your opinion. Um, I don't know. I don't. Yes and no. I mean, he was a smart guy. So for him to just kind of go off the deep end like that and assume that everybody is, I don't know. I I get it. He wanted revenge. Right. I do. But then all of a sudden he decided it was Batman's fault because the Joker came to the hospital and talked shit. I would have thought that Harvey Dent was smarter than that. He acted like he was smarter than that up to that point. I think I liked the, I don't like the CG effect. Because, like, his CG eyeball, like, the whole side of his face that was damaged was pretty... It was fucking awful. But at least they didn't cover the side of his head in Play-Doh and paint it purple. (laughs) So I will take the weird CG eyeball over the crap they put on Tommy Lee Jones' face any day. See, I think, uh, especially now, in times like now, I think it's cool for a lot of people to just hate on shit. Like, that's the, we've talked about it before. That's the cool new thing to do. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Oh, yeah. The first time I went to see The Dark Knight and he turned his head, because, you know, there was that little tease where they wouldn't quite show that side of his face. But I remember legitimately, as soon as he turned to face the camera, I went, (gasps) like, I gasped because. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was startling the first time you saw it. But I just feel like that it, it didn't hold up well. Maybe that's it. Maybe not, but... But I don't... I don't necessarily think he did a bad job. He didn't ruin the movie for me. Cause see that whole that whole end end sequence or climax, whatever, between Batman and Harvey and uh Gordon, to me that was some of the most heartbreaking shit that was in the movie. Like in in I know that we bring this up a lot throughout the show, but being a parent too, and then you're put in that place of somebody's holding a gun to your kid's head and but at the same time you sympathize with Harvey too. That this is the woman that he loved and he had to listen to her die like you don't really know whose side to take in that situation which i already know what you're saying you're uh, fuck that guy put a gun to my kid's head but yeah i tend to live more gray area than you do so (laughs) but um i think i i have a hard time seeing it from anybody other than like gary oldman's perspective in that mm -hmm. in that situation Mm -hmm. and i i fucking love gary oldman so much he he's probably one of my favorite actors of all time and him his um words <laughs> insert words here his acting was tremendous in that scene just sitting there crying which for me i'm like you made gary oldman cry fuck you yeah. but you know that whole that whole thing i don't care that he's shouting at these guys he could rachel rachel all he wants to like i don't feel like there's any appropriate inappropriate way to act when the person you love has been killed so yeah i no, I see your point. I, I just don't. I don't know. Maybe part of it is that I don't feel like they adequately laid the groundwork for how strong his feelings were for her early enough in the movie. You know what I mean? It's like they were just dating, sort of. And I know that he was, I guess he was going to ask her to marry him or whatever. He had already. But I don't know. Maybe that. Maybe they just didn't do a good job of portraying that that connection was that deep between the two of them that he would react that way. I, I don't know. It wasn't bad. I, I think my whole thing with Two-Face is that I was so engaged with what was going on that the conflict between batman and the joker that if you taken him out i don't know that i would have noticed nothing against aaron eckhart and his performance it's not that that's not what i'm saying that's 
That's not the reason I showed up for the movie, and it's not the reason I stayed. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I want to see Batman fight Heath Ledger <laughs> and that in his Joker. That's what keeps you interesting. It, it kept it interesting for me because mm -hmm. especially the first time I watched it, you have no idea what the Joker's about to do next. Right. And I think that's what, I don't know, that's what made the movie for me. Mm -hmm. So it's going to sound hateful, but honestly, I feel like they could have taken Two-Face out of that movie and it wouldn't have changed anything for me. Mm -hmm. I mean, they could have, like, if they were going to explore that, that one could have almost been its own movie, mm -hmm. you know? And and here's the thing. I, I'm not on, I'm not on the train that says The Dark Knight is a perfect movie. To me, yes, it is absolutely one of the best films ever made. Not just comic book films, but one of the best films ever made. Um, however, that doesn't mean that it's perfect. And part of the problem is I feel like there is a little bit of a, a lull in there during certain parts. And I feel like they tried to squeeze in too many things. And maybe that's what made the runtime for that one so long is, you know, they'd go from one bad thing the Joker did to the next bad thing the Joker did. And that whole behavioral experiment between the two ships to me is, is kind of a de dead space in there where I'm like, ah, oh, did we really, <laughs> you know? I yeah. don't know that it felt like something that that took way too long. I, th I think that was just them trying to show the audience that not everyone in Gotham was bad. Yeah. I mean, I get it, but it just felt like they were just, it kept could, going. They, <laughs> they could have had like a, a little bit of a time jump there where it rolled over to midnight and nobody hit the button and I would have drawn the same conclusion. I would have been like, okay, they're not all dicks. Good job. <laughs> But yeah, they could have cut 20 minutes of that out and I wouldn't have missed it. Yeah, but I, man, that, that movie makes me cry every time. Like starting, like we were talking about, starting from that climax to the end, that speech that Gary Oldman gives about he's not the hero that we need speech. God almighty, every fucking time I lose my shit. Yeah, I noticed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I it's it's really I I think a testament to Gary Oldman's performance that the way he delivered those lines and then with the Hans Zimmer score behind it and Batman zooming off on the bat pod, it's a fucking perfect ending to a movie. Like yeah, Jesus I Christ, I don't know how he gets better than that. Yeah, and I don't I don't know that Hans Zimmer got enough credit for that score. That score is so good. fucking good. Yeah, it was still good. So um, good. I noticed you didn't talk about the last one very much. But I kind of feel the same way. The last one. The last Batman. Well, I was going to say, I, I didn't... I feel like it kind of went on for longer than it really needed to, too. Yeah, I was going to say, but I have the same opinion of Batman Begins. I love the way that movie ends, too. Same thing. And I, uh, I actually uh, tweeted about it the day that I rewatched it. Um, that line, again, Gary Oldman, you know, he says, I never thanked you. And Batman says, and you'll never have to. Like, that legit gives me chills every single time I hear it. Like, Jesus Christ, like, I think... <laughs> We were sitting on the couch and I was like, seriously, look at these nipples. Because <laughs> I don't know what it is about an ending like that that just really gets under my skin and make, evokes something in me that is hopeful, I guess. I don't want to say uplifting, but just that little bit of hope that they give you, you know. And going into The Dark Knight Rises the way you're talking about, I don't know that it had that same effect. No, it, it was, I, I don't know. It's a good movie. I like it. I like Bane. But I mean, I, I would have a hard time putting my, my finger on 
any one point and saying this could have been cut out, could have been made shorter or whatever. Pretty much any interaction with Catwoman probably. Yeah, I could put my finger on that. But <laughs> I don't know. That one, it's another one. It just felt like it ran on too long. Feels mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. they could have shortened it up quite a bit. And I would have been okay with that. Mm-hmm. So kind of the same deal. Um, so I'll, I'll give you an ex- get a happy ending there. Yeah. So I'll, so. I'll give an example here. So I had it on the other day. I was watching it. And then our our daughter called me and she's like, I got to, I need you to pick me up from track practice. And any other time I would have paused the movie, like, okay, I'm going to come back to this. But it just got to the scene where Gotham was effectively shut down. And I went, no, I'm good. <laughs> I didn't pause it. And I went to pick her up. <laughs> and when you came back, they were still there. They really were. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point because once Bane takes over Gotham, you, you're stuck there for like an hour and a half. It, it feels like be. it. I don't know if it really is, but it it's feels like it. It's like two it. hobbits walking to Mordor. <laughs> it takes a long damn time. Yeah. Like, uh, I was like, oh, I just, I don't feel like enough really goes on. Now, when you get to the point where Bruce is trying to escape the prison, then yes, I'm back on board because I absolutely love that scene. But that whole just, I don't know, it feels very nuclear winter. I know it's not, but it feels that way. And it's just, ugh. It did to me that whole thing, that whole section of the movie just drags. Yeah, and I'm sure they were going for like a, everything is sort of stark and hopeless Mm-hmm. or whatever, trying to, to make it look as grim as possible so that Batman could come in and save the day. And that's fine, but we already knew it was shit. They didn't have to spend so much time there. It just, yeah, they could have shortened it up. The other issue I have with that is that the whole time Bane's supposed to be the primary bad guy, and then right at the end... You find uh, out it's Talia? Yeah, what's her butt, stabs Batman, and runs away, and then she dies in a car wreck. <laughs> it's like, okay. There's a little bit more involved like, in that. So this whole time you were the bad guy and, and you, you just died because poor driving. You know what pisses me off about that, the Talia character, is that you get this kind of emotional scene where she's talking about that she was the little girl in the prison and she had her protector and was talking about, you know, how much he loved her and was loyal to her. And then when it comes time to, you know, fight or flight or whatever, she ba- she basically looks at Bane like, bye Felicia, and then takes off and he's just left there to die. And it's like, yeah, so what that, the fuck, dude? That's the other issue I have with this. Like the whole movie, Bane is the bad guy. Mm-hmm. And at the very end, you're going to tell me, oh, he's just a henchman for the bad guy. And the real bad guy is going to get away. I'm not okay with this. The other thing that I'm not okay with is that they set up Rocky 3. And then they, Rocky didn't, give 3? Me, and then they didn't give me the payoff. So Rocky shows up. And he's on top of the world. And then Clubber Lang comes in. <laughs> and Clubber Lang beats the ever-loving fuck out of him and breaks his back. And sends him back to the wherever he came from in Philadelphia. I'm sure there's a hole in the ground in Philadelphia. We love you, Philadelphia. It's always sunny there. Anyway. So he heals his broken back by dangling from a rope. <laughs> Somehow, God damn, that was so dumb. But at the end, he's supposed to come back and triumphantly beat Clubber Lang and get his title back. And he didn't because Clubber Lang got taken out by Catwoman. I wish you guys could see the look on my face right now because Catwoman, I don't know where the fuck Rocky 3 comes in. Because this. it's exactly the same story. <laughs> they totally ripped it off to make that movie. Oh my God. So the big bad who can break Batman's spine and send him to Philly. I don't know where he was at. He's in Russia, oh God, Turkey. Stop. Well, that's where Rocky was from. You just need to Jesus. like just embrace it. You're along for the ride. You're okay. And he gets taken out by like I don't know who is a minor character in all the Rockies. Rocky's wife, like she was kind of a minor character. I was gonna say Polly, but yeah, it's like Polly rides in on a motorcycle and takes out Bane. 
fuck that guy. At what at what point did Catwoman earn the right to take out Bane? I yeah. For for me, that I guess that was the big egregious thing to me is I felt like and yes, Batman and Bane did have a couple of big fight scenes, but it, his death just felt so anticlimactic after everything we had been through with him. That's because she just rode in and shot him. I was like, oh okay. Well, I guess that's how that ends now. That, that'll be that's fine. It'll be fine. Yeah. It's it's, it's probably okay. We'll just keep going. God damn. Yeah. And the thing was, I thought Bane was great, apart from the weird voice. I thought he was great. Like, the, the, yeah, absolutely. the part where he snaps his back, holy fuck. Like, and, and some of the lines were really good. Yeah. And I'm sure there were more. You just couldn't understand them. <laughs> no, I didn't have a problem understanding him. I, did it sound weird and kind of hokey? It did. It sounded yes. pretty bad. But uh, I wondered what would break first, your spirit or your body. God damn. Like, yeah. that's terrifying. But So you remember that that uh, that scene in Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark, where he's like running through the streets of Cairo and that dude jumps out with a sword. Mm-hmm. He's like waving the sword on. And Indiana Jones just pulls out his pistol and shoots him and walks off. Yeah. That's the end of this movie. Bane's like, oh, flex it. And then she just shoots him. And you're like, oh, fuck. Well, I guess that's it. Yeah. But. Like, that'll make you lose a heart on <laughs> right there. <laughs> that's so terrible. That's such an awful way to do it. Like, that'll take you right out of the movie. I'm sorry. That's crude. But, God. Who watched? I think, I have a feeling, and that's just, just like, if you look at the quality of the very first one with Batman, the first Chris Nolan Batman, it's it's up there, right? Mm-hmm. You get the quality of the second Chris Nolan Batman, and it's up there. Look at the quality of the third one, it's still good. I still like it. But kind of get the feeling that maybe he didn't want to do it. He didn't want to like, do it. Like, he, he was kind of coerced back into having to yeah, that movie. Yeah. So maybe when they were watching the dailies, there were a couple times like that one where he was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm done. <laughs> Like, I don't care. Just have her shoot him. I don't give a shit. But that being said, I still I still enjoy The Dark Knight Rises. I really do. And while the end of it is not as to me on par with Begins or The Dark Knight, it's still it's still a good ending. I like that ultimately Bruce got to the end of his arc and he got to have some peace and go out and live a real life. Well, he got to go on vacation for a minute anyway. Well, and you know, by the bat signal being restored and... It, that kid it, from Third Rock, yeah. No, 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 not that. It leans to the thing that anybody can be a symbol. It doesn't just have to be Bruce. Anybody can pick up that mantle. That was the idea that he was talking about and begins. Like, anybody can be a symbol. Yeah, yeah. Because a symbol doesn't die. Mm-hmm. I think that was the idea. But Yes. So, I was... There was a, something about that that was just a little bit disappointing. Okay. And that's that... Uh, which, granted, you know, we just talked about Chris Nolan. He was pretty well done like he didn't want to do this movie but i really feel like i can't i'm, I'm gonna call him third rock kid because i can't think of his oh damn my name god right joseph gordon and i realize i keep calling him that and he's a grown-ass man i understand it don't judge i just can't remember his name because he's got three of them and they're fuck it anyway <laughs> i think he would have probably made a good like nightwing or something i, I would have watched that movie i'm i'm like holding I, out hope that one of these days they decide crazy with the stick Jesus Christ. You knew it was coming. I'm, you know, the the nerd in me is really hoping that one day that Nolan will pick the series back up and, and it, like, realize that version of Nightwing. Yeah, I just see, I, I think I that'd be so watched, cool. I would have watched that movie. Yeah. 
if they'd have kept going with that. And even if they took Batman out of it and it was just that that kid playing uh, Nightwing, mm-hmm. I, I'd have been down for that. Yeah. And here's the thing. I'm not giving this trilogy that much praise because I'm some kind of Nolan fangirl because for all intents and purposes, I haven't seen his entire body of work. What else has he done? I thought he just did these three movies. No, he did Inception. He did Me- Memento and what is it? The Prestige? I don't know. I haven't seen that it one. It was like the Hugh Jackman and uh, Christian Bale magician movie or whatever never seen that i haven't seen tenet okay um, which what's memento because that one sounds familiar that's the guy pierce movie where he writes like his wife gets killed and he writes the tattoos or writes words all over clues all over his body to help him remember because he's got like some kind of memory loss or some I, I shit. think maybe i slept through part of that one one time i've never seen it i know I people who love that movie but i've never seen yeah, it yeah like i said i haven't seen it but i think i slept through part of it once and at some point i would i would like to watch tenet i don't know what that is but i just haven't gotten around to it yet so okay so it has nothing to do with oh you're just a nolan mood no it's literally got nothing to do with that for me that trilogy is my favorite because it to me it's the fuck i can't talk yeah we know it is the best storytelling i love a good story and for me that's that's one that feels like it's got a proper beginning, a proper, a good fucking middle. Typically, the middle's not supposed to be the good one going from all the other movies we've ever seen. And then it's got a good wrap up. Yeah. Or, I mean, in my opinion, I know that's up for debate, but. Your opinion is up for debate? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, for me, it's not just, it's not about Chris Nolan either, because clearly I haven't watched his movies. I watched Inception. I've seen it once. I think I watched it because of. Uh, Tom Hardy? Yeah. I was going to say Bane, because Bane was in it. <laughs> Jesus, uh, you know these people's I'm names. Fucking, Do you know, really want our listeners to think you're dumb? No, I, I'm not. It's just when you're sitting here staring at me, like I can't. I draw a blank <laughs> on names, so I just I just come up with who they are by association. Anyway, but uh, I think he's the reason I watched it, and he wasn't really in it a lot. Not as much as I was hoping he was, but mm-hmm. I'm not just a huge Inception fan. I'll be honest. I know I, a lot of people love it. I do. I think it's great. I watch Doctor Strange. I get Inception, and it's got a wizard. <laughs> like I get to see Inception with a wizard, so... The other thing that I will say that I like is they finally, finally put Bruce Wayne slash Batman at the forefront of these of this story. Whereas in Burton's Schumacher's, I mean, it, everything was about who, what big star we were going to get for the villain. It was all about the villain so much so that Batman took kind of a backseat to those people. Yeah, it was... Uh... It was like The Penguin, also starring Batman. Yeah, you know? So, I, I got you. So I appreciate... But yes, a, a lot of people will say that Heath Ledger took a lot away from Christian Bale in The Dark Knight. Um, I don't feel that way. I I understand that logic a little bit. He just... But I felt like, as a whole, this trilogy was about him for once and not just yeah, the villain. I, I don't th- I don't think that if the Joker took anything away from uh, Batman in that movie, it's just because of Heath Ledger's performance. Yes, absolutely. Not, not because it was necessarily written that way. Because mm-hmm. I feel like they probably got about equal screen time. Mm-hmm. Um, if anybody didn't get enough screen time or didn't get as much as the other two, it was, it was uh, Two-Face. Yeah. Because he, you know, once he became, once he lived long enough to see himself become the villain, he really wasn't on screen a whole lot. Yeah. There's a lot of him just popping up, flipping a coin and shooting somebody. And then he moved on. So, yeah, I don't know. And I was talking about uh, may as well just address the elephant in the room and being the Batman voice. You know, I'm going to go out on a limb here and I'm going to say I don't fucking mind the Batman voice. I don't. I know that's going to get me some eye rolls and some whatever. I don't care. I don't care. So I don't care. I know you and I talked about it because it does kind of it bugs me a little bit. (laughs) I 
if I just hear it, it's not so bad. If I hear it and I'm watching him talk while he does it, it bothers me because he's full on mouth breathing. And you had thought, or you had asked like, maybe that mask goes over his nose and it doesn't have holes. Maybe he can't breathe. Mm-hmm. That's what it looks like to me. Like he can't breathe through his nose. Yeah. But there are lines. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> there are lines that he gives that people make fun of a lot. And I don't find it funny. Where is she? Yeah. God almighty. That's one of them where he takes the Joker and bounces his fucking head off of that window. Jesus. Like that made me hurt. Like that made my balls drop into my stomach and I don't fucking have balls. Okay. <laughs> All right. And the scene where he's. Oh, God. Mark Boone Jr., I can't remember what his character's name was. See, I'm totally the opposite. (laughs) Where he's hanging him upside down from the building. He's like, I don't know anything, I swear. uh, Bobby from Sons of Anarchy. Well, I was trying to think of his character's name in the It is Bobby. No, it's not. (laughs) No, it's Bobby from Sons of Anarchy. Jesus Christ. (laughs) (sighs) Anyway... Where he was hanging him upside down from the building. I swear I don't know anything. Swear to me. People make fun of that all the time. The first time I saw that, I was like, fuck, okay, yes, sir. Like, I don't want to piss you off. Right. <laughs> like, I don't know. That's what I said. I just feel like people... Well, it's still good. People love to shit on the things you love for no apparent reason now. Well, I think people pick out things that they don't like and they hate on it until they let it ruin everything. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. It just seems to be the thing to do. Yeah. Like, I'm going to find one thing and hate it so much that it ruins the whole movie for me. Yeah. And now I'm pissed off because I've ruined the movie for myself. So I'm going to fucking ruin it for you, too. Yeah. And I'm going to shit on everybody that doesn't like it and doesn't agree with me. Because I've I've talked with a couple of friends um, leading up to this new movie. And I've had a few of my friends go, oh, I hate the Nolan trilogy. And I'm like, okay, you, you, know, what, you know, why? What what makes you not like it? And then it's usually, oh, I hate all these plot holes. I hate the Batman voice. I hate the way things are written. And it's like, okay, that's cool. And then I'm like, that's fine. You, you know, I happen to love that trilogy, but if you don't, that's cool. And I've had some pretty decent conversations with people who are perfectly capable of having an adult conversation about it. <laughs> yeah, it's okay for other people to have opinions that don't match your own. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. Because it, it, uh, it, it grates on my nerves to talk to snobs about films where they're like, well, and I'm like, it's okay to like what you like. Like, sure, it's better for you to eat a salad, but sometimes you like the McDonald's too. You know what I mean? (laughs) That's an odd analogy, but I get it. But yeah, sometimes we like things that are just fun or we like things that are just entertaining. Not everything has to be, you know. What do they call that? Elevated horror? Oh my God, don't even fucking get me started on that. I'm not getting started on it. I'm just saying that, I don't know. Yeah, people think everything has to be something huge and complicated and perfect. It has to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Like there can't be any plot holes and there can't be any weird dialogue and there can't be any of this. And if it is, then it, then it all sucks and nobody should like it. And you're all fucking stupid if you don't like it mm-hmm. or if you do like it. Like, God, calm down. It's a movie. Yeah. We, we, I think like, we I'm are... sure the money to make that didn't come out of your pocket. So you might as well just sit down. We were talking about this the other day and the Batman franchise is actually a really good example about this. It feels like with every iteration of Batman, there's literally something for everybody. Each take has its own flavor, its own tone, everything. So if you want something more fun and campy, you can watch the Schumacher stuff. If you want something a little bit serious, more serious in tone, but still fun, then you've got the Burton stuff. And then if you want like the more elevated type of stuff, then yes, I would say the Nolan stuff. And then what arguably now is the truest thing to the comic book, then yeah, the new Batman film is going to... Uh, 
please those people. I think I, I think I'd have to disagree with saying that it's the truest to the comic book. Have you read the comic book? I haven't. I've read a few. I've read a few. I haven't read a lot. Here's the thing. At this point in time, there have been so many different writes and rewrites and different generations and what ifs and alternate timelines in every comic book series that it's going to be hard to make one base it on any one comic book and say this is the definitive thing. Well, I don't think anybody's saying it's definitive. No, but I'm saying without going back to like issue one, it would be really hard to say this is the closest one. That That's all I'm saying. It's like Marvel. Think about like the all, all that, like all the different timelines and different characters and they've gone back and rewritten shit. Like it's, it, it is, it is the closest to a detective comic. I will agree with that. Well, it's just, I, I know people who have read those and they're like, yes, this follows that the comic very close. Yeah. Yeah. The early, early comics where it was, well, detective comics. Yeah. And that was, that was kind of his thing. I mean, I get it. But there's going to be somebody out there that's like, well, it hasn't always been like that because there's so many different, I don't know. Yeah, that just seems to be the general consensus. People are like, this is the closest thing we've had on par to the comic books. And that was one thing that I appreciated about this film, even though I'm going to go on record right now and say it's not my favorite. I did appreciate that because Batman is known as the greatest detective for a reason. And so I did appreciate that they did take this film and show you why he got that name. Yeah. And I know that they, they've called him that, right? Like the, the world's greatest detective or whatever. But he's also been called like the Cape Crusader. So mm-hmm. uh, I think he has been different things at different times throughout the years. Yes. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Superman. Mm-hmm. Like Superman was a propaganda comic strip way back in the day. And he he was, I don't know, you're, you're the, the comic book heroes changed with the times and whatever was going on in the world. So mm-hmm. that's all I'm saying. I think it'd be really hard to put your finger on it and say, this is the one thing, this is the original thing or the definitive thing, because I don't know, they kind of, your comic books kind of grow up with you, I guess, you know? So, okay. So I know it's not part of the series, but Ben Affleck did still play Batman. Mm-hmm. I understand before you start explaining to me that it's not part of the same, whatever, but he still did play Batman. Mm-hmm. So where does he fall in the rank? Because I think the way, I understand that it may not be lore or whatever, but I think the way I'm wrapping my brain around it is that the Batman that um, Pattinson plays mm-hmm. is supposed to come sometime before the Michael Keaton Batman or before. No, it's. Well, Michael Keaton is older in that one than Christian Bale is in this one. So. It's current times. See, I thought it was like uh, he was just getting started kind of He thing. is, but kind it's still. Type. It is, but it's still set in current time. Okay. okay. Yeah. But it's still him just starting out. It just happens to be more modern time. Because see, I, I was under the insane impression that it, this was supposed to be back in. Not really a prequel, but yeah, kind of like his beginnings. Yeah. Sort of. Okay, so that's not it. Yeah, no, it's it's still modern era, but it's just got that, it's got that noir storyline or feel, aesthetic. Kind of like a, almost a Sin City vibe. I came home and watched Seven, like right after. Yeah. Because it gave me those vibes. Yeah. So kind of back to that though, I I got the impression that Ben Affleck's Batman was kind of like the older Batman. Right, Uh uh-huh. Like after... All these other iterations of Batman, like he's he's an older guy, his tech's better, clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, but not not talking about that as a movie as part of it, because that'll piss some fanboy off somewhere. <laughs> but um, what you think about just Affleck as a Batman? Like if you were ranking him as Batman, just as his portrayal of the superhero. I actually really liked his take on the character. I feel bad for saying this, but I don't necessarily, when I'm thinking of Batmans, he's not the first one that comes to mind. I don't lump him in there with the others. I don't know why that is. Maybe it's because Justice League and Superman. No, no, it has nothing to do with that at all. It just feels so far removed. 
I guess, that it doesn't feel like it's about him. I don't know. It's it's hard to explain, but... See, for me, it's hard to separate them because, you know, obviously I, I started with Marvel. Mm-hmm. And so if you can actually put all of the Marvel movies, except for the Hulk, the, the early Hulk movies are not really in sequence, even though they do get referenced, I think. But um, like they all go in order and they all kind of tie together. And so I guess I kind of, in my mind, the DC movies should do that too. They so. should. They just don't. They're their but own. I liked the Ben Affleck Batman. Yeah, I liked him just fine. I I, I particularly appreciate it. I know a lot of people didn't like it, but the brutality of him. Yes. Like yeah. it was, mm-hmm. this is a Batman that's been doing it for a long time and he's kind of lost his give a shit. Mm-hmm. Like originally like, yeah, he's going to beat up the criminals and he might, you know, hang him up with his batarang, grappling hook, whatever. Yeah. The fact that he was like branding those guys but and then um, he's, he's older, he's jaded and he really doesn't give a shit if he hurts him anymore. Yeah. Like there's, he's, he's not really holding back much. In the, in, at the very beginning, beginning of Batman versus Superman where you had the destruction of Metropolis and Bruce Wayne runs into the, you know, basically hell and he rescues that little girl and then him looking up to the sky at the fight between Superman and Zod, he just has that look on his face like he's about to fuck shit up. Yeah. I remember watching that for the first time and thinking like, okay, I, I see you, Ben Affleck. Like, yeah, like this, I, this Batman's not going to pull punches. Yeah, anymore. exactly. And, and then I liked that Batman. Yeah. And then he had his, we're going to reference Rocky again here, <laughs> he had his big workout montage. And I was like, fuck, dude got ripped for this yeah. part. And, and then that he was... kicked the shit out of Ivan Drago. <laughs> yeah. Cause, he did. Cause obviously Bale got super ripped for Batman Begins too, but I wouldn't, I would say not at the level that Affleck did. I don't know that he was more ripped, but he was just big. He was he fucking was, huge. got big for that. Yeah. And I, I was, yeah, I liked, I liked his lot. That being said, I guess part of my problem with Batfleck is probably nothing to do with him so much more as it was Joss creepy Whedon's awful writing that he did in Justice League where he made Batman quippy all of a sudden and he put his, and, and don't get me wrong, I of course don't like Joss. Joss Whedon as a person, but I have loved his style of writing for so long because being a huge Buffy and Angel fan, I got used to that humor. And so I I like it just fine. But in that universe, I don't think it, I think that uh, Justice League was not the right medium for it. That, that style of writing works when you're writing for a TV, sci-fi, comedy drama yeah, and hell, it even it even works for teens. It even works but, for Marvel just fine because they're known to have more humor. Right, but when you're dealing with a Batman who is branding people, <laughs> yeah, and he's angry, it doesn't work anymore. I hear you can talk to fish, like yeah, fucking cringe. It's yeah. awful. I mean, I get it's supposed to be like maybe some dry hum- humor. I just don't know that. I don't think that Batman would have done that. Yeah, like here we are attributing real characteristics to a fictional character, but yeah, it just it didn't fit to me either. And Ben Affleck could pull it off just fine. I mean obviously he he read the lines just fine and it is funny on surface level but it just doesn't make any sense right. is my problem with it you know he's yeah. not tony stark no no tony stark would have totally done that yes he would have been affleck yeah so, so I, I got you i got you but anyway just for the record i liked that batman yeah, I, so, I liked it too. I, yeah. I don't have a problem at all with what Snyder did in that universe at all. I know a lot of people have a problem with it, but I like the Snyder stuff. Well, we haven't, we talked about it, but we didn't really talk about it. What did you think about Pattinson's Batman? How did he do being the Batman? <laughs> so probably going to catch some sh- some shit for this, but I thought he did great. I remember when the teaser came out and, you know, they had these little shots of him with just his black eye makeup. Yeah, I saw that he got the Dave Navarro starter kit. (laughs) 
So he had his eyeliner game down. Anyway. I'm just making fun of you, go ahead. <laughs> and I remember being like, oh, like, it, it. I don't know how to describe it, but he just had a whole different look and tone to him. And it, at first, it I, actually, if I'm being honest, it gave me Winter Soldier vibes, you know, Bucky not wearing his eye mask. And yeah, I was I like, see that. oh, cool. So, and then it showed that scene of him just beating the fuck out of that dude from, uh, there's, well, anybody who has seen the film already knows what I'm talking about, this group of painted up guys. And he's like, what are you supposed to be or who are you? And he beats the ever loving shit out of him, says, I'm vengeance. I was like, yes. Yes, yes, this is what I want. This is what I'm signing up for. And I was so fucking pumped. So we get into this movie and that scene happens. I'm I'm sitting like just a fucking nerd in my chair. Just, oh my God, oh my God. And I'm looking at her son and I'm like, this is the greatest fucking thing ever. And then they bring the Riddler out and he's fucking terrifying. And I'm sitting here so excited, so excited, so excited. And for most of the film, I was completely happy. But for some reason, the, the last act, I was having trouble staying awake <laughs> so so how much how much batman beat down do you get in this movie i like don't... is that one scene that because i know which one you're talking about because it, it was in the trailer yes so if you've seen the trailer you've seen at least a portion of, of what she's talking about how much of that do we really get not enough like is that pretty much it no he has more than one scene but i felt like we could have done with more and that's what i was saying that was kind of my problem going off with the the whole catwoman stuff was i was like no i don't i don't want any catwoman stuff i want more batman stuff like this is what i'm here for this isn't a catwoman movie this is a batman movie and that's what i want so that was my big problem because the riddler he's our big bad of the film but we don't really get that much of him you know so i mean of paul dano specifically and I thought he did really great. And I would have loved to have had him in the film more. So I recognized the name and I saw a picture of the guy, of Paul Dano. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I know him from some. Where do I know him from? He's well, been in stuff. I'm just going off the top of my head, but I'm thinking there will be blood. I don't know what that is. I drink your milkshake. <laughs> you've seen you've seen that scene referenced a thousand times. Uh, Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah. I, okay. I'm just thinking I've seen that guy before. Like, was he a child actor? No. The only other thing I remember him in was Taking Lives. I haven't seen Paul Dano in much. Okay. Well, then maybe I just imagined it. But I know... I saw his picture and I was like, shit, I think I've seen that guy somewhere before. But I know for most people, it's... Maybe he's not in Taking Lives, but there's a kid that looks, like, pretty close to him and I can't remember what his name Uh, is. But at any rate, I think most people know him from There Will Be Blood and that's why people got excited about it. It it, does not Because he... He plays a very... Blah! He plays a very... Fuck! He plays a bad guy very effectively. Okay. I'll have I'll just have to look it up. Yeah. Maybe he was in some other thing when he was younger or something like that. Put I don't me know, on the spot trying to embarrass me. I'm not trying to embarrass <laughs> you. I just was curious. Yeah. But I could have I could have stood to do more with him in Yeah, I guess for me the third act fell kind of flat in this they have this scene where the Riddler has set up bombs all around and basically takes out the middle of Gotham. And to me, and I hate to say it, it was reminiscent of The Dark Knight Rises with the whole Bane taking over kind of situation. And so I did kind of have that, uh, and I and I don't know. I don't know if I didn't get enough sleep or whatever, but I started nodding off <laughs> during that portion of the movie. Right. <laughs> and I felt so bad about it. Like, I, I didn't sleep for any extended period of time. I kept snapping 
snapping out of it, but it was like, oh shit. And so I left the movie feeling like, oh man, like, did I not like this movie? Like, what's going on? Yeah, I don't know. But as far as Robert Pattinson himself, he did great. And I was, I was really rooting for him because I know a lot of people were like, oh, what's he going to do? What's Edward going to do? Is he going to sparkle or whatever? And I think even you made some of those jokes with me. And I don't think that's fair because yeah, he made this teen (laughs) movie early, very early in his career and has since done nothing but turn out very good movies. The dude's a really fucking great actor. And you thinking about The Lighthouse? I am thinking of The Lighthouse and Cosmopolis and Good Times and like the dude is, yeah, I think he's more than made up for Twilight. So I was really happy and I thought he, he, yeah, he made a, a great Batman and I'm really anxious to see what they do next. Cool. I just hope it's not the Joker. I, just, like I, I, wonder if they're, I wonder if they're going to continue with him as Batman. I think so, yeah. Well, neat. I'll watch it. It's going to be coming up on, what, HBO or something yeah, like that? Yeah, I, in a couple I think, weeks, so. I think it, a little over a month it's going to be on HBO. So that'll be good. So I have I have this thing. I heard about it the other day. I think we should start covering like weird-ass news articles on the show sometimes. Okay. Because I heard about this and I had to look it up. So are we done it's talking actually, about Batman then? No, I just got distracted. It's fine. <laughs> it's actually from back in October, but New Zealand, this is the title, New Zealand lays off its official city wizard after 23 years of loyal service. New Zealand had an official wizard on the payroll. Okay. Yeah. There's just, and like, if you ever Googled Florida, man, there's some weird shit on there. Yeah. I'm just saying. I think it's worth incorporating. But this guy was responsible for acts of wizardry and other wizard-like services for the city. That's weird. Yeah. Just weird shit. <laughs> well, you said earlier that like we're not bound by staying on topic with the <laughs> no, show. No, so. we didn't effectively wrap up Batman. Well, I'm not so. saying we're trying to wrap up Batman. <laughs> You're can, just interjecting. <laughs> I am. I thought about it, so I said it. Yeah, you did on to me for tangents earlier. Yeah, next, so, no, it's not. It's not a tangent. It's totally related. Um <laughs> Well, in the next The Batman movie, it could be The Batman Fights the Wizard. Oh, my God. Yeah. I just had to get that out before I forgot about it. But anyway. But anyway. Um, well, what so, else we got? So, um, I, I, yeah. For, for me, at the end of the day, the Nolan trilogy is still my favorite of the Batman films. I would say it's... It, uh, I, I, my heart wants to say that Batman Begins is my favorite Batman movie, but I think, I think, yeah, I'm going to go back and forth. I'm allowed to do that. I can change my mind. I'm still going to say that The Dark Knight is the best Batman film we've ever gotten. So that's just me. I know I'm, I'm out in the cold with that. And as far as best Batman, I'm still going to go Christian Bale, probably Michael Keaton right after that. And then Pattinson, then maybe Ben Affleck after that. But yeah, I'm sorry. I still got to. I got to totally disagree with you. I'm going to go Adam West. (laughs) Then George Clooney. Jesus Christ. No, no. <laughs> what do you think? What was, what was of, of all the films you saw, what was your favorite and who's your favorite Batman? Um, uh, I guess I'd, I'd probably, I guess I'd have to go with Christian Bale. You too, Like huh? overall, Michael Keaton and Ben Affleck are really close, but Ben Affleck's Batman's not part of this universe or whatever. I think Michael Keaton brought the crazy mm-hmm. in a really, really good way. I don't know. I may be underrating Val Kilmer's contribution, but I feel like he had a lot more going on as Bruce Wayne than he did as Batman. I liked Val Kilmer's Batman. I think his Batman was just a lot of background stuff. I think. That and he was just trying to bone Nicole Kidman. So No, 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 no. She was trying to bone him. She was, he was thirsty as fuck. And he was trying to let her. So, you know. <laughs> Like she was like basically humping his leg for the the run entire runtime of that she movie. She was warming up for eyes wide shut. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I don't I don't know, but I guess he would be like overall. 
Like he checks more boxes than the rest of them do, I guess. Because mm-hmm. if I was going to have a, an issue really with Michael Keaton's is that he didn't bring the physicality to the role that you really need for someone who's like running across rooftops at night mm-hmm. fighting crime. Mm-hmm. I mean, he wasn't like chubby or anything, but you would expect him to be fit at least. And he didn't strike. He just like, he was a normal guy. Yeah. And if you're going out doing Batman shit, you can't just be a normal guy. Mm-hmm. So some of, I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard because some of my favorite moments in the Batman series are from Keaton. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, tough. God damn, it's hard. It's because tough. one of my favorite brave, favorite Batman moments ever is the very beginning. Well, not the very, very beginning, but in the beginning of Batman Returns where Bruce is sitting in his office, all broody and it's dark. And then all of a sudden the bat signal goes off through his window and he stands up and his head's perfectly in line with the bat signal. Oh my God, like bonerific. That's just, and then the. <laughs> you, know what I, you know what I was waiting for him to do when he stood up? Ricola. <laughs> and then yeah. it would have been it's, great if you had. I'm gonna have to like figure out how to make that. I know it's corny as fuck, but also the bat wing going up perfectly and lined up with the moon. Look, I was a kid and it's I thought good that was shit. Cool. Like even as, a, as an adult, I'm like, yeah, it's pretty cool. It is fucking cool. So. But we've established that I'm just a child. So. Yeah. There's, it's still cool. Keaton had like like you said too, you want to get nuts. Like he had so many great things. Like it, And he had better gadgets, right? The Batmobile had style. Really? I felt his like Batmobile his now, was limited to a bunch of grappling tools. Well, it doesn't matter. It still looked cool. It had like a jet engine and shit in it. <laughs> it was like really long. It had it fins on the back. It couldn't turn corners. He had to use the grappling hooks to turn corners. Well, it's just because he was going really fast. <laughs> but at the same time, the tumbler was pretty awesome. It, oh, I love the tumbler. I don't but give it a shit anybody a, says but it I love the tumbler. it wasn't like a Batmobile. It was a tank with wheels. Yeah, and, and it was a, fucking cool. rocket on it. So it was cool. But I feel like the, the Keaton Batmobile had more style. Yes. It was more aesthetically appropriate. At the end of the day, Keaton's Batmobile is my favorite Batmobile. So, But there was another scene. Christian Bale's Batwing, whatever that thing was, it looked like a flying Lego brick. So... Keaton's Batwing was definitely cooler. It was so cool. But there's also, gosh, I remember being a kid and one of my favorite scenes was right after, and sorry if I didn't already say it, in Batman Returns, there's the scene where the princess or the chick who's going to light the the tree of Gotham, she gets thrown off the building or whatever and they think Batman did it. And he's just had this scuffle with Catwoman and she's digging a nail out of or finding a nail, one of her nails that has come off or whatever thing he tosses it to her maybe. And he stands up on the rooftop and he spreads out those big, like, I don't even know what you'd call those wings, but... Bat wings? <laughs> but they looked different. But <laughs> at the same time, they they had this weird kind of almost organic look to them, like they were real bat wings almost. And I just, I loved that fucking scene and then him flying through Gotham amongst the bats. It was so good. Yeah. Love that scene so yeah. much. It was good. I wish they'd have done a better job on his suit though. Don't be wrong. I mean, that was the quintessential like that's the Batman suit. It doesn't have nipples on it. It's got the right <laughs> utility belt. It's black and yellow. You know, uh-huh. it was good. But I'm, I'm pretty sure it says like it has Goodyear stamped somewhere on it because that's what it looked like. It was made out of rubber. <laughs> Poor guy couldn't turn his head. I bet he was getting swampy in that thing. I bet that damn thing was hot. I mean, he was basically wearing a diving suit with sculpted muscles on it. So I don't know. It was pretty rough. But they all, I I guess that's the thing is they all have their moments. All of them, each of them have their moments that are so great. You know? Um, George Clooney had a Batman Discover card or Batman MasterCard or whatever it was. So, you know, yeah, they all had their moments. to Jesus. (laughs) Emotional damage. (laughs) 
But um, but yeah, that's the thing is they all they all have really cool things about them that just I don't know. That I fucking love Batman. I I mean, what more is there to say than that? I love lamp. <laughs> So maybe one of these days, I would love to do it. Maybe one of these days, if we do end up doing uh, Patreon, doing bonus content, it would be fun to go through and review some of these movies, talk about them individually. I realize we covered a lot of ground this time, but there's there's so much more to be said. Unfortunately, we just don't have time to continue to talk about each movie, but it would be fun to sit down and talk about those sometime. Yeah, I think I grossly underestimated how much time... (laughs) (laughs) Really? That it took or it would take to do like one episode every week and then like our, our, well, pillow talk, you know, it's an extra episode once a month. So uh, it just didn't, I don't know. I think it's the editing process. Like I get it why when people do this full time, like this is all they do. You know, those like your your YouTube people or whatever. And I realize some are paying for an editor, but the ones that are putting like a video up every day. God damn, that's a lot of work. So, yeah, I would love to do more content at some point. Mm-hmm. Like, I would like to be able to do action movies. and Oh, I would like to be able to do whatever I want to do. Yeah. Probably in steer clear comedies. Comedies would be tough. They'd be hard, yeah. to, they'd be hard to talk about. I mean, because, like, at that point, we're just telling the same jokes that are in the movie, and they're not going to be funny anymore. Right. The dramas would just suck. But I like to branch out to, like, action and sci-fi. Mm-hmm. And one day, if I go nuts, maybe we tackle Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I actually got... <laughs> Which wouldn't be like a very good one because it would just be me doing Randall from Clerks 2. I'm going to throw somebody under the bus for a minute. But I did get a mild criticism the other day that was like, well, you guys don't only have to cover horror. Yes, we do. Right now. We do. We're a horror channel. That's what we do. So <laughs> I, I, you know, like I said, if we ever do get, get that set up, get a Patreon set up, I would love to talk about other films. If we ever have time to tackle that, especially if yeah. it was no, going to be another one where we're doing an episode every week, yeah. that would be a lot. But but meantime, yeah, we're, we're a horror channel. That's what we do. Um, we're we're not- a horror channel? Is that what you said? <laughs> horror, there you horror go. channel. I don't want people to get the wrong idea. I mean, if they like, send me money, but I ain't going to show up. That's what we do. That's the subject that I'm passionate most about. I love talking about them. I love talking about them with you. It's been really, really fun spending time together doing this, talking I, about it. I love it. infuriating you by my lack of knowledge of horror movies. <laughs> When I'm like, you know, that you one guy. You also love infuriating me with your lack of that Batman one, that knowledge, That one guy too. that was in that one thing that one time. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Don't act like you don't. <laughs> but... But we we realize that we are in an extremely oversaturated market. So the fact that you're here with us and you want to hear us talk about horror movies, we try we try to take on some that maybe don't get enough love and recognition as they deserve. Um, we're gonna be doing that in April, as a matter of fact. We're gonna be hand selecting some episodes for our favorite listeners and talking about some that are maybe not gotten the love that they deserve. And I'm really looking forward to it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. Because I think we're probably not. I don't think I've seen any of the ones that you've talked about doing. Yeah. Maybe one of them. I think I've seen one of the ones you're talking about doing. Yeah. The rest of them, I don't think I've seen them at all. Okay. So it'll be interesting. But my point being, we love what we're doing. We're passionate about what we're doing and we're really working hard to make a show that you guys will enjoy as much as we do. Thank you as always for being with us. We we can't thank you enough, honestly, for all the love and support we've gotten from everybody from all over the world. You know, we've made we've made a lot of friends from doing this. So we just want to tell you how thankful we are for you that you come every week 
for uh, Dead Mary that you come every month for Pillow Talk. Like, we love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's been, we're, we're not a big podcast, but I think that the, the listeners that we're getting and some of the places we're getting listeners from, it's, it's pretty awesome. So thank you guys yeah. for doing that. It's pretty great. If you're in it. Uh, if, we're getting people listening in countries that I can't even pronounce. It's awesome. Yeah. If you're in it for the money, then you're in it for the wrong reasons. You know, like I said, I, I love just sitting here talking to you about it. But we're not. We're not turning down money. <laughs> like we're not, we're not saying no. No, you keep your dirty money. We don't want it. Uh, I'm just saying that's not, you know. I think you're going to give off the wrong idea. It's not what we set out to do. <laughs> no, so. it's not. But at any rate, um, that's We're just gonna, doing it because it's fun. Yeah. But that's going to wrap it up for us this week. And uh... Finally. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, baby. We're running long. <laughs> and we're going to be back in uh, in April. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In the next month. And do you <laughs> do you want to go ahead and announce what our first movie of April is going to be since it's not it an Easter egg? Oh, is it not? No, the first one's not an Easter egg. So our first movie for it's the- April Fool's Day, right? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> well, bad you as asked. Isabel. Well, you asked. <laughs> Yes, the first movie we're going to be covering is April Fool's Day because why not? I've never seen that one. Good. I've got, I have no expectations for that movie. So yeah, we'll see what happens. Well, you're going to be in for a treat. You will get totally honest feedback from me on the quality of this film. (laughs) Yeah. So that's going to be our first movie for the month of April. And then the rest of the month, we're handing out our Easter eggs. So be sure to three. We're giving out three. Yes. Let's just to be clear, like it's not going to be a whole bunch of them. It's going to be three because we do one episode a week and it's on Fridays. And you should check it out. Yes. (laughs) So if you want to see if you're one of the lucky winners of a movie specially dedicated to you, I guess you better continue to tune in. I feel like we should find a reason to do this again in a later month like figure out something else to call it because we've got more than three people that have requested a specific film mm-hmm. i feel like we'll be singling out part of our well truthfully audience. only one of these movies is somebody something that somebody specifically requested yeah, yeah but there's been others that people have mentioned it like wanting a review of it and you know we're going to oblige so yeah just saying but the other two are complete surprises to people that have no oh, yeah. idea that they're coming, and I can't wait to do it. It's going to be a lot We're going to be like dokes on Dexter. Surprise, Surprise motherfucker! motherfucker. <laughs> It'll be great. We can send them the meme. Some fries, motherfucker. Sorry. All right. I can't, I can't go down that. I can't. Like, that's a whole... Is that like a 10-minute long... It's like the Nickelback photograph... <laughs> video except it's just some fries and some pies and it's hilarious okay stop just stop yeah i'm rambling we should stop yeah all All right right, guys we'll see you next week take care bye well that's just what we call pillow talk baby hey there i remembered my phone book 867-5309 you're welcome